0: Welcome to episode 57 of the endless stream i'm aiden and this week i'm joined by kevin and brian we are three artists illustrators filmmakers and all round shit talkers and each week we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you by netflix amazon prime hulu youtube spotify disney plus wherever you get your content we take a chunk of it we watch it and we talk about it this week we are talking about moon Knight, we are talking about the league of extraordinary gentlemen we're talking about maria bamford we're talking comic books we're talking artist editions which are big old scans of original artwork sold as prestige books they're great expensive as all hell though if you like what you hear please consider subscribing to the podcast heading over to itunes and giving us a rate and review a like and subscribe all of those good things really help us out also, you can head over to Instagram, at The Endless Cast, where we put up clips and illustrations to go with each and every episode, and it's a great place to send us a comment or a, a DM suggest something for us to watch or talk about. If you want to send us an email either, you can do that at theendlesscast at gmail.com. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. Kev's running a little late, but he will be joining us, so we'll
1: rake him over the coals when he gets here. And in the meantime, we'll just slag him off mercilessly.
0: For his tardiness,
1: yeah. It's fair, I, I think it's fair. I think fair. It's fair,
0: seems fair. To be fair to him, though he was very supportive and he came out to the stand-up show I did in The Black Sheep on Cable Street on Tuesday. And um, this is N2O comedy that runs shows in The Black Sheep and Dame Lane. Uh, melinda Pereira is the comedian who runs the place and he put me up on the open mic night with i don't know eight other people um which was cool because i'm just starting out doing this stuff and anything i can get on is great i'm really grateful for the opportunity and had good fun and i think my stuff went over well
1: yeah 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 uh all all new stuff for you tweaking some stuff you have already did
0: I'm trying to write a bunch early on here and then as I get into it start tweaking I don't know I'd, I'd not um I'm learning through doing I guess and I'm trying to find where the where I feel comfortable where I'm getting laughs even do you know what I mean like so like last week I wrote five minutes worth of jokes like joke joke dad joke puns about going to the eye doctor and it was incessant and it got a really good reaction and you know when i went up to the black sheep there was a, a comedian there who was just like oh we were actually just talking about you i saw you do the jokes you did last week up at wherever it was really good and i was like oh okay cool so that you know that i don't know ticked the box raised a flag or did something you know but i was also like I'm just gonna spend five minutes talking about the movie *Rain of Fire* today, so it's. I took a different tack there, you know. I'm sure, we did a podcast about it, so I think I had five yeah.
1: minutes. Stuff in the tank. That was
0: it. So I'm just trying things. Um, I've got a. I've got a show. Or I think I've got a show at the Smithfield Creatives, uh, open mic in Heinz Bar in uh, Stony Batter. On May 4th. Now, I, the only reason I'm hesitant is because when I got that gig confirmed, or that, that event confirmed, they were in the Barber's Pub in Grange Gorman, but they changed their venue on them. So they had to reshuffle some stuff. So going to send them a message this week and just go, hey, just confirming. May 4th, yeah? Um, which will be the day before I get my eyes laser surgeried. Which... Might necessitate me doing fun. the ten minutes. Might necessitate me doing the ten minutes of eye jokes again. Um, this that's a ten minute set, so I need to write another five minutes of eye jokes. Really, be incessant.
1: How are you finding the time on stage? Is it is it kind of flying, it or yeah, it does yeah. It. yeah, Um
0: I'm having yeah, I'm having fun with it. At least the thing is, uh, a five minute set flies by. Yeah. And it's you know, I'm I'm looking at the concept of a ten minute going, okay, I've written I've written maybe a half dozen different five minute sets now, but none of them bookend or dovetail nicely to each other. You know, they're all vastly different experiments in trying to be funny for five minutes. So that's gonna be interesting.
1: Is there a are you happy to kind of keep experimenting or is there a style that you'd really like to like nail down and make it have it be your thing? Like in, in five years or 10 years from now, do you have, do you have some kind of version in your head that you I'll want to tell be you, on stage I'll, or are you just purely yeah, I think feeling I, your way through it?
0: At least today, right. I was looking at somebody, I was looking at a special earlier in the week that I thought was a really good example of a special and I don't know if you'd agree with me, but it was Taylor Tomlinson's new special on Netflix. I haven't
1: watched it yet. Is it good?
0: I really enjoyed it, and I'll tell you why. I started looking at it very analytically, and just went, from the moment she hits the stage, there's no hello, Portland, how are you, whatever, you know, there's no introduction, it's just joke, right? Whatever the first thing is, she starts with a joke, then she aims at a funny point, and then every... Almost every sentence is a laugh, right? So she's got her, you know, her bit, but all of the steps along the way are a laugh. You know, there's a, it's like she knew what she wanted to write about. Now, how do I get jokes between here and there as well? How do I make my point while also being funny? So that just the sheer density of it was impressive. Then the structure in the writing as well that allowed for callbacks as they happened. I was like, okay, so this is funny and it's well put together and then on top of that she delivered great physicality in her performance and her face as well like she she could do just big facial reaction stuff and then small and then big physical pantomimes having watched that I then went well another person that gets called out for like the physicality stuff is Sebastian Maniscalco and I've never watched any of his stuff so I put his on and I just sat stony faced for forty minutes, going, "I'm not laughing at this at all." So I do need to, being the analytical dweeb I am, revisit this and figure out why I didn't react to that in the same way at all. You know. Um, I think, I think I found the observational humor he was doing. I don't want to be shitting on fucking people as I'm trying to get into this industry. <laughs> but I think I just found it was like I wasn't connecting to it because it didn't feel at least the stuff I was watching there didn't feel personal at all. It felt very like he was like, I'm in the gym and you see these people going for runs on treadmills. What are they doing? And I'm like, oh, I don't know that I like he was commenting on, you know, all of the equipment they put up, with like an iPad on the thing. And it's like I see people running with an iPad in front of them it's like, I be... and they got the AirPods in. I'm like, OK and and they they've got a little backpack with water coming out of it. I'm like, I have one of those like it was just his observations, at least in the special I was watching, were all things I was familiar with and didn't find odd, so I wasn't laughing at them his par- like his he mimes like drinking water out of a camel back at one point, and they yeah that was re- that was very funny. you can't deny the physical the physical act of, like, he brought the finger up as, the, like, the little, like, tube. And did a little little mime to drinking out of it. So, I mean, he's playing fucking Radio City Music Hall. You know, he's doing fine. <laughs> also, that venue is stunning. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't know. The the opening shot comes through and it's set up like it was for Mulaney's, And it... it like camera comes through and it's got that sort of rainbow vibe and comes down into the basement and he comes up in a lift and it's set up for him in a different sort of layout but like what a stunning building and the fucking po- the the amount of people that they squeeze into it holy Jesus it's huge. so I've wandered off I've wandered off here not really but I thought Tomlinson's act was very good there you go I've already jumped into content actually now <laughs> that I think about it um, hey look at you or look at you Taylor Tomlinson's new special it's called look at you Um, And the one before that was Quarter Life Crisis.
1: I'm trying to remember if I've seen any of her stuff. I don't think I have. Or I've maybe mixed her up with someone. I'm not sure.
0: I could be wrong. I think she's under 30. She's 27 or something. She's huge. And I listened to a podcast with her and she talked about the fact that like her mother died at 29 or 30 years old or something. So she's got this thing in her head, which is like, I'm going to die at the exact same point. So I need to achieve before then, which is. Probably a massive neurotic. weight on a, on a damaged <laughs> psyche, but yeah. um, you know, whatever works for you. The opening part of the special is the fact that she's on meds now, so she's getting help. I hesitated when you sent me that tweet yesterday.
1: Oh, really,
0: Maria Bamford? Yeah, why'd you hesitate? I stared at it for way too long. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I just was suddenly intimidated by the reality of actually coming face to face with this person. And I just hesitated and hesitated and hesitated and then went, hey, I can meet you at half eight. Um, oh, suddenly it was a reality.
1: Sorry, everything here has gone black. Can you still hear me? I can still hear you. What I can still fuck? see you.
0: Um, um, I don't know what's happened here. For the listener, I can still see All Brian. The screens ab- He seems to have had black. some sort of.
1: What the fuck? Fuck.
0: Where are you... What What are you Skyping off of machine-wise?
1: My laptop. What in the name of So that's God.
0: running on battery still. Did you get a power cut in the building?
1: Are your lights on? No. I mean, if it was okay. a power cut, everything would have... I don't know what the fuck happened there. That was... That was really weird. Um, I reckon you need to buy
0: all new equipment. Oh, yeah. So that's an expense you can...
1: Yeah, absolutely fucking...
0: Weather, right? Yeah?
1: I'm never... Won't say what brand this is because I might have to work there someday, but I'm never buying one of these again. (laughs) Twice now. (laughs) Fucking. So much trouble. But I shan't say.
0: So Maria Bamford is doing a gig in Dublin and she does this thing. She does this thing where she will go from town to town and go, I want to run my act. Is anyone free for a one to one show? And she tweeted it on. Tuesday and I missed it by a half an hour and Wednesday Brian sent me the link two minutes after she put it up and there were no responses except for like I'm in Glasgow come here and I stared at it. you idiot and I <laughs> stared at it and was like oh god if I answer this I actually have to go and sit face to face with a person who's going to do half an hour to an hour's worth of act at me which sh- I I Eventually I went, yeah, I can meet you at 8.30 and I was 30 seconds after somebody else.
1: Have you watched Lady Dynamite? Yes. Superb. Yeah. I'm. Watch Lady Dynamite if you haven't, if you are not familiar with Bamford. Yeah. She's like awesome. I, I, I
0: punked out of it entirely. <clears throat> I, I, I sent the link to somebody I knew was in town and she was like, oh, I'm actually at another thing. And then I'm like, fuck, okay. Then, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to do this, and then I tweeted it and was like,
1: and then you missed Bruce Campbell to boot.
0: Yep, and I'll tell you what my uh, what my friend Sharon was actually at that meant she couldn't go to Maria Bamford. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vito from The Sopranos was doing like an Italian cook-off like she They was just cooking meals for people and she had tickets to get a meal cooked what? by Vito so it was like a teppanyaki style like like a Benny Hanna like there's just Vito making food and telling stories and I'm like this is weird I can go off I guess lot going on in Dublin this
1: weekend.
0: Yeah. hmm and I way. went to none of
1: it <laughs> why do you even live in Dublin you know you'd have gone you to all do. of it I'd have been at all of it.
0: You'd have been at all of it. You are a social butterfly.
1: I don't think that's true, actually. That's not true.
0: You you you'd have walked from Dunleary into every event.
1: I'd have I'd have heard about something for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> then at the same court? time I feel like I haven't that <laughs> I was about to say I I don't know. I haven't a clue. Probably. You should give but.
0: Patty a shout and go to a gig.
1: Yeah, I was going to mention Plugged in the fact that it used to be on on one street, closed down, just found out it moved to a different street. Don't know how long it's been there, but when I walked by last week, there looked like there was a gig going on in there, but it looked very Friday. Looked like I couldn't just walk in. And then I think there was another gig on a couple of nights ago and I was just like, yeah, I'm not I'm not part of the scene. So give Paddy a shout,
0: go to a gig. You know, you know all the same people. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) Did you do anything for Easter?
1: No, I was looking after my nephew for a bit and family dinner on Sunday. I think that was it. I ate two entire Galaxy Minstrel eggs in, and the the bags of sweets, in very quick succession. I was like, fuck this, just get it over with. Get him out of here. (laughs) Why why delay the sooner I eat them the sooner i can burn them off you know
0: my mother got a gift of like a hand painted easter egg from like ashford castle or something it was a beautiful thing and i think it was like she was like i don't really want to eat this and it was like we we kind of agreed we weren't buying each other easter eggs or anything so we none of us did that really but we had this one and i was just like just open it crack it up chuck it in a bowl and we'll pick it out as we walk by and get it out of the house i ate so much of that easter egg just me. If I, 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 like, pick it as we walk by meant I walked by it intention. I went out of my way to walk by it.
1: Oh, I think I left something over here. Just mm-hmm. going to stroll back. Oh, I forgot my phone. It's over here by the bowl. Gonna mosey back over here.
0: You know what goes beautifully with a carefully crafted macro-specific meal?
1: Shit ton of chocolate.
2: That's
1: what I'm always saying. hmm. That's what I've been saying this whole time.
0: I'm I'm a hair's breadth away from being 400 pounds at any given moment. I want to eat so much food. As Brian will attest, when we had pizza that day for dinner, went out drinking, and then I insisted we go and get another pizza before I go home. And then I saw a crane just walking down that street. Weird it's a tree. heron. Oh, a heron! You're right.
1: And you did is a lot it, of walking Is it a that well-known?
0: Is it a well-known heron? Uh I mm.
1: don't know if it's the same one, but you will see them often mm. at night, particularly Friday, Saturday nights. You will see them. Just it makes around.
0: sense. I mean, they're just, if they just—if they will figure out that they can get food, they're just giant pigeons, really.
1: Mm-hmm. It's mm. a bit quieter, but you can also, mm. you know, they can scavenge a bit. So mm. smart. Yeah, you did a lot of walking that day, so. Thanks, just oh, justifies yeah. it.
0: I got told I looked like John Travolta twice on Tuesday, in two separate pubs it's cause you with do. two separate people. I haven't got it in a long fucking time. I haven't had anyone say that to me? In well, a long there
1: time. you go. You know, you you're you're aging that gracefully that uh, you're, you know, your lookalikes haven't changed. It's, it's good.
0: Or just starting to look like old Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> nah Nah um, Oh it's funny that like It was at the like, end of So long of as you don't gig. get
1: Jerry Ryan Be happy
0: you know? Oh Jesus Christ man 2003 you said that to me <laughs> <It> still hurts <laughs> Fucking like September did, 2003 mm, In an edit bay it, it was, Fucking working you know. on Speed Razor Putting together a fucking Show before we went to see The Last Samurai or something Which wasn't on <laughs> I remember the day. <laughs> we went down Dun Leary and it wasn't on.
1: It's not that you look like him. It was just that. I just convey you his essence. Could look like him. Right. If you're not careful. That's what I meant. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a tightrope, you know delicate line between Jerry Ryan or Travolta and I gotta say with a microphone in front of you it's it's oh no (laughs) (laughs) fuck maybe it's just the glasses I don't know or the hair is slicked back I, I don't know I don't know
0: fucking hell I just gotta I just gotta avoid the fucking the frog jowl you know he he developed a real like, mm, rivet. As the years went on,
1: that's, what, that's where his radio voice was. Though. Mm. Uh, the golden it's... larynx was just housed in there.
0: So I watched the trailer for the new Adam Sandler film Hustle. Did you check that shit out? It uh, it's coming to Netflix. Um, he shook his head disdainfully. Uh, it does seem to be in the drama vein. Uh, rather than the the um, Adam Sandler, the happy. So Robinson. it's more
1: uncut than okay.
0: Yeah, um, I I after down and look down on his look basketball scout discovers an extraordinary player abroad. He brings the phenom back without his team's approval. Now that movie had Kevin Bacon in it. it. Was called the Air Up There, wasn't it? Where he discovers a basketball player in like Zimbabwe or something and brings him back, or was that a sprinter? I'm just uh, no of, idea.
1: Oh, I no idea.
0: The air up there. Um, I I was watching it, thinking he's bringing like, if you watch the trailer, he's bringing like Burgess Meredith and Rocky vibes. It's like he's entered his, he's entered his coaching phase. Do you think it's a bit? Um, I was right, Kevin Bacon. Do
1: you think it's a bit sort of living out like your, like I, I he's he's a serious ball player he's mm. a huge basketball fan and he plays a lot and apparently he's quite good. Yeah. And there's something a bit indulgent then about making...
0: Making a basketball movie? A
1: film. Not just about a thing you love, but a thing that you probably wish you did as well, you know, as mm. opposed to just enjoying it, you know? Yeah. Um, kind of I, self-indulgent, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty forgiving of self-indulgence, you know what I mean? Like, if you've managed...
1: I guess you just can't be a... It's not a criticism. I'm I'm just yeah. yeah, not a criticism. Just if that. you
0: manage to achieve a position wherein you can do a thing you love the way you want to do it. Like like I heard somebody a There's a bit of ego in right there though, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, yeah. percent. There there's somebody I know that like hates kind of like ensemble troops. Like like the like Apatow had the same cast and crew at a bunch of times or I'm trying to think of other examples, Nolan. You know, like they're kind of like just fucking get other people together and do other things. Like they, it's a, it's a weird objection. Um, but my kind of take on it is like if you've got a group of friends and you like, like doing a thing together, why wouldn't you? Especially if you've had success with it and can keep doing it, why would you? I, I was why watching. Why would you make I, a point?
1: I can't even remember what it was yesterday. It was an interview with someone, and they were talking about making something, and I just got a sense that they weren't sold on their own thing even and I, I, it just kind of occurred to me that you know, you get to a position where you, you're fortunate enough to make this stuff and you've got an mm-hmm. idea and you kind of collaborate with a bunch of people and you put together this dream team and you've got an mm-hmm. idea and you can pitch it to people and it gets the green light and you go ahead and make it and imagine it just not coming together like it's fine you know mm. but imagine i mean it's it's not hard to imagine the kind of frustration but then just imagine it on a level where you've got to go around and talk about it and sell it for years and no and no know, know in your heart that is like this isn't the sum of its parts and and I, and I don't know why and i've got to pretend i love it but in the back of my mind i'm like why didn't this work? What's wrong I, here? I, I made a film. <laughs> no, but what I like but, but, but then then yeah, like of course if you find that, that mix of people that works and you yeah. get on with yeah. them and it's yeah. easy, then yeah. fucking it's a no-brainer. I
0: like my kind of take on it as well, is like look at it like a workplace. Like why would you intentionally put together
1: Bring in a another random mix. ensemble yeah. of
0: lunatics? and hope it works if you've got a whatever about adding people to the mix over time you know like it it is one of the arguments as to why it's hard to sort of break up and introduce diversity to scenarios where you've got these little ensembles and troops of like
1: people doing the same shit over and over again and it it, it depends as well on the the level you're operating at you know it makes sense for Nolan let's say to, to kind of keep using a bunch of the same people mm-hmm. but you know if you're doing something on a much smaller scale or a much you know whether it's in India or something it makes sense to to cast a wide net and look for new and interesting because you don't need it to be th- yeah, th- there's less pressure on it to you know, that argument, you know? Yeah.
0: When, when you're at that sc- oh, I suppose you're right yeah I was going to say you know when you're at that scale and you're a big industrial kind of thing with access to the best you know like when you're not i'm not not saying don't don't be diverse
1: or anything like that i'm just saying it's when when you reach a certain level as well you'd probably get a lot of pushback when you're saying i want to i want this unknown or this person people Mm. probably say why do you want that you know you're at you're at this level, and if you work with this person, we can we can package that and we can sell that really well. Yeah. W- what? Why do you want? Why? Like why go go do something smaller if that's what you want to do? It's probably one mm-hmm. of the arguments that that they hear yeah. back. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, oh, it's always better to be more diverse, more interesting, new.
0: But is that like you know people? But keep then want, it, well, it, it's like it's, based a, it's based on it's based on safe. Yeah. I don't know how we got to there. I like, oh Sandler and his crew. Like yeah, I mean like he's managed to build build a little world for himself there where he gets to work with his mates and do stuff he finds funny and make money doing it. Um
1: especially in the like Netflix. You know, bubble. kinda tangential to that. Um kind of just bushed. I watched League of Extraordinary Gentlemen a couple of days ago and I was trying to pinpoint where does it go that? wrong? I know, but the thing is, it starts. It starts fine. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think one of the things definitely that hampers it in some way, and I mean, there's behind-the-scenes stuff as well. So who knows what that was? But there was
0: flooding in Prague as well. They lost half their sets or something. Yeah, if you remember that? And
1: I, I, I think the budget was seventy-eight million, mm. right?
0: But they again, they lost S- half of the spend. On... Yeah,
1: but seventeen million of that went to. Connery, Connery. Yeah. Which completely limited the rest of the cast mm-hmm. that they could hire. And this is kind of before this would have been pre this was pre Batman Begins, probably, I think.
0: Yeah, again, yeah. this was yeah, that was about two thousand and three two thousand and four because it came out around the same time as yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. I remember we like, went to an ILM talk in Derry about the effects work
1: off the top of my head i think batman begins was one of the first comic book things to have a stacked ensemble cast of like big name actors it was one of the first times that it was like Mm. look at all the names in this This is freeman kane oldman Mm. bale killian murphy was it tom wilkinson um like just like you know, all uh, these kind well, of names.
0: Who who played the, the guy on the board? Rutger Hauer?
1: Oh, Rutger Hauer, yeah, yeah. Like, just, just name, name, name. And that probably, you know, if somebody tried to do that a couple of years earlier, that would have been, fuck it, a no-go. You know, like, forget it. Um Yeah. But that's part of it, that that there, there's a lot of parts in it. Townsend's great in it. Stuart Townsend is great as mm. Dorian Gray. But everybody else is pretty forgettable Wooden um,
0: Pretty wooden Yeah
1: and yeah, and
0: The Invisible again, the, Man is just this kind of walking effects demo mm-hmm. You know you don't really get a sense of him he, Like he's doing his big cockney bit and swaggering So that you can see that there's somebody yeah. there But it's
1: Whereas if if you were to do that again today You'd pluck a few people from <laughs> Some TV
0: Tom Cruise didn't they <laughs>
1: No, but like, no, not even that. The you dark would kind of pluck stuff. Well, that's quite different, I think. But well, I think that's the what point they were being,
0: aiming at, Avengers-wise, but go on.
1: Yeah, like, but you, you would, you know, you'd pluck a few kind of, mm. TV as well kind of hadn't really hit that, that kind of stride either, but you'd have so many more actors now that yeah. you could kind of cast a lot more kind of newcomers and sell the movie on that front.
0: Have um, the salaries come down at all in terms of like you don't get this like one off like the the most the highest paid actor in Hollywood twenty five thirty million.
1: I'd imagine they'd have to. Because I, mean, I guess they they don't make that type of film anymore. the the only The only people who can probably kind of command that salary still are also producing. Yeah, the films anyway and yeah. you know even if they can't get their big cut they're getting a percentage yeah you know at the back end well I, so. I heard
0: someone saying you know um, the new Top Gun and Cruise like part of why there was never a chance of that going to streaming is Cruise has back end on a box office and if it doesn't go into the box office he doesn't get that that's part of why the Black Widow lawsuit went in didn't it as well like Johansson mm-hmm. had yeah Contractual ob- rights to money from box office And by throwing it into streaming Ahead of box- cinemas It undercut her payout Hmm Did you watch Penny Dreadful?
1: I tried to Couldn't get into it Okay
0: um, That was kind of going for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen thing as well Sort of back Backward Back Backdooring do, What do I mean here um, Side, they they were trying to sidestep into it, you know. Like it was, you know, we were a few episodes in before I was like, "Oh, Dalton's doing this, and that person's doing." Eva Green is doing the sort of Mina Harker bit, kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Um, I was thinking, you know, like we've had then Kingsman, and there was two. I I thought of three films, and I'm blanking on them now. But we've since had something quite like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Since you know, mm. um. Kingsman being one of them. I don't remember what the other two were. The stuff in that that works in isolation just fine. It's just together, yeah. and it doesn't work. Yeah. And I still can't quite pinpoint it, but I think part of it is that you've just got a lot of bland characters, you know. Yeah. So it's it's.
0: They just and didn't it, find it, a balance it, it, on it. It's frustrating it that it doesn't.
1: Yeah, it doesn't tie those moments together then, you know, but there's some lovely production design. Because uh, nice they're
0: chasing it. the phantom, who is the phantom of the opera, but it turns out that he's Moriarty?
1: Yes. Is that the, is that the well, thing? Well, he, he's he's M. A, he's yeah. M, first of all, and then M mm. is is Moriarty
0: and f- like that's as clever as it needs to be but for some reason it just falls fucking flat like cuz we 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 have an understanding of british secret service work and the concept of m as the spy master and then m stood for moriarty like i think maybe if there wasn't a phantom concept to begin with if there was i don't know there's a lot of like just driving through is it venice while it's sinking there's a resounding memory of that like just just driving around in a cg car it didn't work for me like Connery
1: though. As like I liked Connery, but at the same time I, I was kinda at the very start I was struck and I don't think it was the age either. I, I think it was just kind of dated. It's the point where he walks out from behind cover when they, they come to kill him in Africa. Uh mm. wherever he is in Africa I can't remember. But uh where is it actually? Is it Kenya? I think it's Kenya. I think I remember I, somebody, I, I somebody saying say key. Kenya. But I Kenya, think they pronounce it yeah. Kenya, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he he, he well, walks like, out. And he pulls um, out a some... he pulls out he pulls out a it's revolver. Just... But it, his arm is like this, and it's just well, we're like we're so used to people now who've like a proper like firearms training and stuff. And he just kind of walks out, lumbering with his arm, his elbows kind of bent, and he mm. just he's not convincing. <laughs> um, um, it's like the man was James Bond, and he just looks clumsy and awkward. There's
0: a. Um, There's an old-timey pronunciation as well, very sort of colonial, I think, as well. It's like, Maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's even the correct localised pronunciation, but we just don't hear. The Himalayas, I heard somebody go, over in the Himalayas, and I was like, whoa, I have never heard that word. Himalaya. And it's like, I can see how you would pronounce that word that way, but I have never heard anybody roll over those syllables that way, I guess. Well, it's like it was Kiev until it was Kiev. You know, the the news will change your expectations. I guess we just got to learn new things and adjust. I refuse. Brian will continue to dead name cities around the world. And we'll move on to... Did you see any of the sort of Netflix... Stuff today, the stock drop and Netflix animation canceled a couple of projects, let a few people go. Um, I saw someone going, Netflix should just shift to an episode weekly model. And I was like, are you out no. of your fucking mind? No. We had, a, we had a content revolution and you want to go backwards?
1: The problem is they jacked up their price. Well, yeah. Disney is aggressively coming for them. That's what's going on. Yeah. And now there's this, there's this narrative that there's nothing on Netflix, which is bullshit, mm-hmm. absolute bullshit. There's nothing on anything. There's about ten percent of good stuff on any streaming platform, <laughs> and and then half of that is stuff you've watched already before. Yeah. It takes a long time to make shit. Mm. Like, I, I just. I've heard, it, I've heard it a lot actually like in the last couple of months that Netflix sucks, there's nothing on it. It's one of the worst platforms. It's like, what, what are you watching? Of, yeah, yeah. Disney's got one fucking episode of a Marvel show or Star Wars and then it's got a its week. fucking yeah. back catalogue or it's got Grey's Anatomy or yeah. some fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, like, fuck off.
0: I- D- Disney has one prestige show at any given time that's holding people week to week. And then the rest of the time it's content for kids, which might be why the I animation thing scrambled.
1: Mind Hunter Mindhunter last weekend. That's one of the best things that's been made in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Get out of here with Netflix sucks. Yeah, this fucking, you got to fucking headline, look for stuff, but that, Jesus Christ. That headline that
0: they like lost 200,000 subscribers in the last quarter. Like that wouldn't have anything to do with the fact that we all got an email saying we've jacked up the yeah, price. I literally
1: every every person I know is like, uh, "My fucking Netflix is going up. It's extortionate. What the fuck?"
0: And I went, I went from fifteen euro a month to twenty. So that's a twenty five percent
1: crazy move. Like a, anybody could have told them, thirty three percent increase. Disney is gunning hard for you. And you're you're jacking up the price. Disney is seventy euro a year. Yeah. Um, Disney seventy euro for an
0: annual subscription. And you want me to pay twenty euro a month for
1: Netflix? Fucking insane! Yeah, that's why they lost. Of course, you're going to lose subscribers.
0: (laughs) I and and to suggest that like they're they're considering an ad based model now, it's like. Who is I talking will, to you?
1: I will just stop watching stuff. Yeah. I, I genuinely will. I'd,
0: I'd, I'd cancel Netflix over. I'll go an ad fucking ad take and, a walk. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there I are mean, levels that Johnny I am Death willing to exist at. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I'm already watching less and less shit. You're kind of driving me away, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, an ad fucking model like I, I know you were like, podcasters insert ads already, but like.
1: And it's I, infuriating.
0: I'm paying for Spotify. Okay, fine. The person that recorded the podcast in their living room, did an ad read in the middle of it. I accept that that's a recorded thing. We also have ACAST doing dynamic ad inserts. Would but I'm you over. Th- would I'm you like Spotify and they're giving me an ad for the lotto as
1: well here's here, i'm gonna I'm gonna regret saying this, but um it's gonna happen anyway, and I'm just gonna take credit for it. Imagine this mm. a band records an album and gets a sponsorship and puts an ad on their album, and they put that on Spotify, and you don't pay for ads on Spotify, but you want to listen to the album, there's an ad on the album. <laughs> How's that gonna work? What's to stop them? Is there any is there anything in the contract that says they can't put ads in their album? I could skip the track. They'd have to make it a separate track. No, it it no, it's it's on the track. It's this song brought to you by Milkimp.
0: The frustrating thing is I think we have enough evidence historically now between the BBC and HBO and the proliferation of streaming platforms like Netflix that show that if you create a subscription service that then produces quality content, people will flock to you and adore it. If you build in fucking ads and... Yeah, maybe you'll be the only game in town, but someone will start developing the alternative. You know, like, that is... What'll happen? You'll drive piracy up, you
1: know? It'll just go in cycles as well. Like so, somebody will start offering you Amazon and Netflix and something else in a bundle, you know? But you start, Same way, you sky start packaged worrying. channels. Yeah. And, yeah it's yeah.
0: You'll start worrying about <laughs> oh, oh, what content oh you of your advertiser.
1: Would you look, what, what hour of the day do you call this? Uh,
2: well, this for people who Explain yourself. Who have Explain yourself. Real jobs, unlike you guys sitting at desks sending emails. Uh, This is called home time. I probably alienated ninety percent of our audience. (laughs) Hi guys.
1: I am wounded.
0: What time do you have to show up to work?
1: Wounded.
2: Uh, Nine o'clock.
0: How many days a week?
2: Five. Sometimes six.
0: So eleven, four days a week. (laughs) What do you do? You you draw shit. Is it? Four days a week, you draw things.
1: Living the dream, living the dream. Sounds like the dream, does? It's
0: like you can live the dream, but you can't then accuse us as not having real jobs if you're living the dream job. I mean, I
1: I, I don't. So you know, you got me there. <laughs> right. That's why I couldn't <laughs> <are> you. <laughs> uh,
0: are you set up to record, Kev?
2: I'm recording. I'm just. I, I didn't get set up the microphone. It, it's, I'd have to put it out and put it on the table and all jazz. I just wanted to get home to make sure I could say hi
0: okay i would suggest throwing in the microphone and you can join back in um when you're ready just because i'm i'm hearing your beard scratching against that headphone
2: mic oh actually i can be like this here we go i'm like fucking tiktokers
1: i've never wanted to punch you so much
0: (laughs) just take the two minutes to put the mic together brian and i will continue to rant about how streaming services are dropping the balls
2: don't be saying that. We're literally trying. Oh shit! We're trying to access people through streaming services. So just you,
0: you hang on until you're all set up there, Kevin and and Brian and I will keep talking. Just because if you contribute, I have to edit you out. Um. Did you watch? We're on. We're talking about Netflix. I watched the first episode of the new Russian Doll. Me too. I enjoyed it. I like Natasha Leone. I was immediately like back into the world. Like they do a really great job setting up that 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 version of New York and her mm-hmm. fucking Colombo vibes, you know. Like cigarette hanging out of her mouth in the hospital. I'm chewing, you know. No smoking. I'm not, I'm chewing. She does. <laughs> yeah. She is she is kind of a good advertisement for cigarettes. Um The line, what is it? I'm trying to quit. I know my lungs are just like two caves right now. (laughs) What what were your thoughts on the first episode, Ryan?
1: Uh, I liked it. Yeah. Um, It looked great. I liked the, you know, you can immediately tell when you were kind of back in the 80s and back in the present. It's kind of a nice shift in the the texture and the the color palette and cinematography and everything was cool. And yeah, um, I only watched the one episode, but. Kind of zipped by, and I'm, I'm intrigued. I guess. Mm. Um, yeah. But I find that like say about
0: that. She's a, she's a video game designer or something, isn't she? She's a game programmer. That yeah, a I weird, think so. Yeah. that was a weird decision in season one, but like, um, I do think I do feel like because they establish like a specific set of environments and the music's so weird and so puzzly i do get kind of like video game vibes off it, you know it's like it's like coming back to you know this tr- this and like you know, it, this it, training it, it level did. that she plays in and
1: yeah it, it did make sense for the first season because she was doing things in a in a loop in you yeah. know in iteration each time so it made mm-hmm. sense in that sense but
0: yeah but it, it does feel like we're establishing a similar concept of you know um uh you know that that subway station that apartment the street that bar you know these are going to be our environments for season two could be wrong could get very fucking expansive but i I think it's going to play close again you know um god she's a mop of hair isn't she (laughs) it's a good look it's a it's a a great look it's a strong look it's funny that like that, That's still like An older version of her Or something In that first shot And I'm like God her hair Like that's a ridiculous wig Trying to like Make it look like Natasha Leon's head And then Natasha Leon walked into the shot And I'm like Oh Commentary <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry I'm just making sure My thing is working It is
0: mm. Oh you sound so much silky um,
2: That's just Because Ooh. I've been talking all day And I'm slightly Oh <gasps>
0: So now that you're here, Kevin, um, I've sent you two links at this point to uh, issue one of Moon Knight available to purchase. Yeah, I keep
2: on telling you, I had that issue. Do you? Yeah. I didn't realise that. Man. Okay. You I... Know, I, did, did you tell me you have that I, issue? Oh yeah, I did. You just don't read my messages, to be honest.
0: I don't think you tell
2: that to me. You can go back and look. I'll wait.
0: When did I send you these things? I sent you an eBay link, did I? Yeah, and I I got it for a lot cheaper. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess you got to buy the werewolf
2: by night then. Instead, I apologize. I've been wasting your time. I have werewolf by night. <laughs> Do you have that one as well? I had the or whatever appearance? it's called. But I actually, I don't have the first appearance, but I had the second issue. So he was in werewolf when I, I think the first appearance was 32 and I had the original 33. It's one off, isn't it? Yeah, so I'm, I have the I have, dared have number two as well. It's fucking. I'm always gonna be one off. Oh man, that's, that's disappointing. Bullshit.
0: Well, I, I mean, I, I I was trying to. I didn't realize you had the issue. I had a whole sort of ten minutes devoted to trying to convince you to spend an excessive <laughs> amount of money, but. Um,
2: yeah, I, I've already I've already spent the excessive amount of money on it. I, I have to. I, I'm what I'll do is I'm going to dig out. And you got it for the height built as well, though. Yeah. Yeah, of course it did. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll, I'll put out on my Moon collection just so people, y- you can see it and uh, people know I'm not full of shit. Awesome. That's cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, in terms of me falling down a rabbit hole of money, I, I bought one of those artist edition books. I bought the Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, recent release And it's And you got me lovely. a Goon one
2: for my birthday It was lovely
0: I did I got you the Goon for your birthday And then I found a, a website That just like catalogues All the artist edition books out oh, there awesome. And I went down a rabbit hole Of going I could buy that one I could I could buy that one And like there's even Like soft cover versions of them That are like 40 quid But then there's The hard cover ones Which are 150 But in resale Like the David Mazzucchelli Daredevil one is like five hundred dollars at least wherever you can fucking find it. Um, there's a big chunky Dark Knight Returns one. Mm. It's very tempting. I like looking at original art, like, yeah, of course. I I I'll never own a piece of Frank Miller original inked drawing art, but that book is you know, high-resolution scans of the art before it gets coloured, treated, and printed, and it's just so cool seeing, just seeing the work, you know, seeing the, the pencil work, the erasers, the the tipex, the fucking, you know, we look at art and think, how did they achieve that? And when you look at the actual art, you go, oh, there's a lot of humanity in this work here. There's a lot of thought. There's a lot of correcting. There's a lot of, it's nice to see the, the person, see the person in the art a bit, I guess. Does that
2: make sense? Yeah yeah you kind of see a bit more of the organic nature of it as opposed mm. to the the, the finely pr- inked printed reproduced thing you know you see the kind of mm. the underdrawings and the the gesture and the i guess the kinetic energy in it you know like mm. in the original drawing you know sorry you're saying basically
0: yeah i just love that stuff staring yeah. at it
2: yeah oh yeah for sure speaking of staring at stuff um i'm on volume 2 of bitterroot by sanford Sc- sanford green and stuff and uh but uh, god volume one the colors i don't know if i said it on this podcast before but my god the colors like it's nuts i could look at them all day it is probably the most beautifully colored comic book ever it's just so zany and wild and out there but it's but like you totally get the mood the steady the time of day it's meant to be you know what i mean like it's just oh my god if it's like nighttime it's all like like all the characters are like blue and dark blue purple with yellow highlights and all that kind of stuff it's early hours so like real like pinky color with orange like it's like it's just so beautiful bit of root if people are interested it's, it's so it well
0: planned out
2: oh it's the some of the best colors i've seen in a long time like i was even showing Emer. like i literally was just like going back over pages looking at it like i read a page and go back and be like i just god those colors are so good I would love I'm just to be pulling able to up like images
0: there. of it here at the same time, just to get a sense of what you're talking about. It's it's very nicely, um, yeah.
2: It's done. I think, like I, I, I kind of, I'm not sure you guys are the same. Kind of came from a bit of an era of Dave Stewart being like the best of the best in terms of colorist. Um, I certainly did. He did. Like there was basically there was a period where every book I liked, it just happened to have Dave on the colors, you know. Um, it, whether it be Umbrella Academy, The Goon. Uh, Hellboy, you name it, you know. Dave Stewart did a lot of the colours for it. But uh, mm. I am. Um, uh, and now Mike Spencer, or Mike Spicer seems to be that kind of guy for me. Any book I'm reading, I'm like, you know, just coincidentally, Mike Spicer's the guy who's colouring them. If it's Murder Falcon, I think he even did Ultra Mega. Um, but like, he's he's colouring loads of books I love. But um, Sanford Green, and I think another person coloured Bitterroot Volume 1. Um and it's just, but like you know, all the colours I've loved over the years, and obviously David Stewart being very refined and simplistic in his palette, to mm. this just being a complete and, and like, I, I thought I'd never like this kind of real, like because it, it's very digital looking, you know, but it is fucking beautiful.
0: You said the colour is very digital looking.
2: Yes, in the Sanford green, mm. so like, like uh, that bit of root is a comic book where I'm reading it, and I feel I can see it was done on digitally. Interesting. Uh, what you call him? Also, kind of gives that impression. Um, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, because he works back into his blacks, but you, you know what I mean. But he actually mm-hmm. does it traditionally. But uh, yeah,
1: did Sorry, Green color saying. the first volume? Yeah, that-
2: uh, I th- yes, he covered colored. He colored the first volume, but I think he also had someone coloring with him.
1: Okay,
2: I'm not okay. too sure. I'm not too sure because uh, they do kind of list him as a colorist with another fella, as far as I remember.
0: Well, they have, um, you know, flatters. the process of like a flatters, Yeah, somebody's going in ahead of them, yeah, and but out they'd flat shapes and
2: they'd rarely ever uh, credit a flatter.
0: Hmm. You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm still seeing like a, a lot on Twitter. You still see people going like, you know, I don't know, Neil Gaiman's comic book, and it's like, hold on, hold on. There was an inker. There was an artist. There was a colorist. There was you know there's seven people involved in that book or we've seen a lot with the Thor trailer in the last week where people are talking about um the no. writer of the run aaron johnson no that's an actor danny case Jason Cates. aaron jason aaron thank you very much you they're say? talking about it as the jason aaron run but somebody just opened the collector's thing and was like jason aaron writer and then there's just a list of like who who like isad Riddich, is, that, is, that
2: is getting a uh, uh Kind of some support online because, like, basically yeah. one of his one of his images has been completely ripped for purposes well, of the movie. Yeah, rip, but the thing, ripped is
0: harsh, but yeah. No, no,
2: but the, the, that's what people are claiming, and they're saying how that. Yeah, perf- they, that they, they
0: replicated the image because yeah. that's what they're basing the book on.
2: But also, like on. at the end of the day, I don't know about you guys, but growing up reading comics, particularly Marvel and all that jazz, uh, certainly at an early age and learning more about the industry. I I I was completely under impression that what you draw and what you do it's Marvel's you know
0: yeah that's,
2: that's
1: yeah, kind of and, and, and it is it, but really. like the, the thing is then that like they they own it yeah. but then they also paid a digital effects artist or someone to do that frame in the film mm. right and they went oh we own this image so we want to recreate it and that's that's fine mm-hmm. like it's I mean it's not fine but they own it but that artist probably got paid more then than, I know that yeah yeah then you know, they, i don't look i understand all that. I, I,
0: I don't i don't even necessarily see these artists giving out about the money i think they just think it will be common courtesy to go hey i this is based on this image you know just to mention the people that but they
2: probably will thank that person they probably will thank that artist because like deck and savvy got thanked for moonite and stuff you know and um, mm. i wouldn't be surprised if they thanked that person i don't think they'd have an issue thanking people like that sure it's like it's it's an easy thing for them to take them into the credit I have a
0: I was going to suggest that the reason you thank Shelby in that run rather than the writer is because the writer got mm-hmm. kind of Warren Ellis away, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Though they're not really using Ellis's content; they're using Shelby's design there. The Mr. Um, Knight thing.
2: I assume you spoke of Moon Knight already. No,
0: nope, we were holding off for you.
2: Okay. Well, let's not dilly-dally too long, gentlemen. We've well, been messing around enough tonight. Let's. Let's. Let's.
0: let's... Let's continue the train of thought because this is actually very naturally rolled into it. Oh, the talk. We've wandered from comic book art into the Thor trailer. Oh, yeah. So we haven't talked about that yet. I think he just hit himself with Mjolnir. Do it again. Yeah, he did. I'm surprised he did that, though.
2: Why?
0: Do it again. He did it a third time. Okay. (laughs) Yep. Do you just keep that by the bed? I have to sit down. <laughs> what did you make of the trailer, Kevin? New trailer,
2: Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, like, kind of good. Uh, doesn't doesn't give too much away, but like, kind of, it's what I expect from the next installment of Thor, and like, I'm excited for it. Uh, like, I think I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Gru, the God Butcher, isn't it? Hmm. Uh, I'm looking like they obviously didn't show him. Gore, What is it, Brian? Yeah. Gore. 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 Sorry,
1: Thor. Four more Thor
2: featuring gore. Oh yes. Mortor featuring gore. Very good. Uh like yeah, like kind of a, 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 I assume imagine if they had Hercules in it. That'd be pretty wild. I wonder who they would cast Joe Mangliango would be it, Hercules. It,
0: Joe Mangliango. Um, you know who does talking about. I do. It it feels like a good cast. It feels like if we're going to Olympus we should definitely see him.
2: He's a he's a relatively big like, he Hercules has Gained popularity in the last I'd say 10 years
0: He's been yeah, more I'm popular on, than on, ever
2: I'm on board I'm oh, yeah, on board
0: sorry. I feel like we should see him
1: Yeah um, Probably show up in um, Whatever film Harry Styles is going to be in He'd fit well there Oh yeah He'd fit well with the Eternal Screw Oh yeah Probably. Harry
2: Styles huh mm. Um. Yeah Tour looks fun uh, I think uh his obviously his his transformation and all the kinds of stuff is looking good. Uh, so
0: it looks what it. I mean, I'm trying to piece together from the trailer that that little like running montage was really cool to see the original like, Kirby era poor costume. Mm. If only for a minute, which was kind of nice. Um, uh, I guess he's having a bit of post end game identity crisis and kind of looks like he sort of adopts some of Quill's tropes and mannerisms and it looks like it's a go and find yourself kind of narrative don't be cribbing
2: off my style kind of thing does that look what's happening yeah yeah it could be he definitely seems to be enamoured with him and them
1: I think it's more that my reading of it is that he's
0: like the reveal of him in that like 90s Guardians get up does look like a reveal and Quill's behind him going oh for fuck's sake you know
1: yeah but i i I think he's probably trying to be more pacifist mm. and then he gets the boot because whatever conflict they're they're in they they resolve it you know with violence and he kinda walks away that's when he kind of parts ways then he tries to mm. find himself, but then he's called back to action because of war of the and then it there's there's then the balance between you know literally the the god who wants peace and love and the god who needs to be the god of thunder mm. and it's about then him finding some peace and balance i guess reconciling those two things that was my take mm. i yeah. also realized who he <laughs> who he who he's reminded me of all this time i i think what he's doing his himbo thing mm. I think the reason it strikes a chord with all of us is because he's got whether we know hands. it or not whether we know it or not he is he's playing he's playing very similar to somebody we all know pretty well that man is Chris Pontius party boy party man party boy jackass he's got the exact same energy as Chris Pontius hmm. exact same Hmm. Huh. same he do think about it he do do he, he do. do do he do do yeah he
2: do. yeah he do do 100% oh. Yep. Yeah, kind of even has the we abilities. all we all
1: love Party Boy we all love yeah. Chris Pontius so yep.
2: yep fair play to Chris may he rest in peace he's still alive uh, well Party Boy is dead
1: mm, I don't
2: think so Dude, did anyone watch the new
1: Jackass? not uh, yet not I yet really want to. I'm not yet but I ve- it was
0: very cock
2: heavy it's Sorry. 2022 get over yourself you fucking I mean <sighs> but you've never what watched porn one where... porn is more probably cock heavy than jackass that doesn't stop you from finishing does it piece of shit
0: it's the episode title this week what you've never watched porn <laughs> Kevin
1: did not come here to mince words today. <laughs> no. <laughs> no he did not
2: um, I, I was actually I was actually considering uh, watching it tomorrow night I did watch pardon it's fun I can't wait if
0: you like seeing a snapping turtle get its
2: jaws around a penis anyway no spoilers Um, sorry I can't wait Uh, I'd rather watch that than Zach Braff in Cheaper by the Dozen is that what you were about to say (laughs) you You watched? watched yes I've watched it twice now why to be honest I started watching it and then I, I couldn't keep a handle of whose kids were what. So 20 minutes in. I, went I thought you were to about to say time. I couldn't
0: keep my hands off myself. <laughs> no.
2: Okay, you get your mind out of the gutter. This is a fucking family friendly podcast, you piece of shit. Uh, but um, I, I had to go back and, and kind of go over who's who, who's who again. I couldn't, couldn't keep it's It's a lot. But uh, it's, it's, it's so phenomenally bad you've watched it twice it's yeah because I had to put Emer through it as well there's no fucking way I was going to go through that and I don't want to have to live with that and not talk to anybody about it there's a part right. where he starts saying like kind of like she's like oh you know it turns me on when you say like kind of sport brands you know and then it's just Zach Braff going like A6 Nike Adidas and it's oh just, my god it's, 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 it's just, just
0: it's just, just advertising
2: it's just well it's not even that it's just gross to him trying to be anything other than not attractive.
0: Oh, him trying to bring you the 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 charm and charisma that wooed Pew.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I like Zach Braff, but this was not good. For a while there, though, I thought he was kind of getting cocky, independent, like I'm better than everybody. And then he's doing this because, like, after like kind of uh, scrubs and a success of Garden State, which really kind of made him like, yeah, look, I I'm talented, blah blah. blah uh,
0: can i can I give you some homework for next week given wow. that you're on a cheaper by the dozen kick um go and watch the original cheaper by the dozen from nineteen fifty why I don't know you seem to be watching cheaper by the dozen no i remember i remember watching that on like t c m one day and like there's a scene where like there's a scene where like it's all that like it's nineteen fifty but it it's got this like black and white like jimmy stewart era 30s harvey vibe to it you know like it, it feels old school or feels mm-hmm. older and there's a there's a scene where someone like like door-to-door salesman comes along to promote the concept of family planning and temperance type of thing it's like it's like a pro-prophylactic movement going door-to-door going have you considered planning and and you know keeping your family to a limited number and they goes hmm have we and then they slowly march a dozen children out and they ridicule these people that would suggest it and drive them away it was a weird scene um,
2: very strange I will watch it
0: I suggest you watch it Cheaper by the Dozen 1950 American Family comedy. I'll try check it out
2: speaking of how are you going to do this Cheaper by the Dozen mm-hmm. Moon Knight I loved it I know Brian pretty much said it was coming but I was in shock and awe of how it actually played out and it's great best Marvel show yet best episode of a Marvel show yet that's my hot take take it away boys
0: I enjoyed this episode much more than the last two Mm -hmm. I thought there were some genuinely genuinely creepy scary moments um which was cool. Some of them I thought were really stupid because mm-hmm. there was definitely that. points. There was definitely points where I was in the maze with them, going, "Wait, what the fuck are they looking for? Why are we here? I don't understand what like. I I know they're in a labyrinth, but I don't know what the fuck we're supposed to be doing here. I thought we were here to deal with Harrow or something. I, it, I was like, I just was lost for a minute. Like the the I stuff actually, that they were doing, honest,
2: I didn't I, me, I I didn't know the, why they were in the pyramid either. First, okay. I just. I was just like... I thought they were just like... Basically, I didn't... I, I kind of... e I, even asked what they do doing and I wasn't sure and I was like, I assume they're just trying to stop Harrow from uh, raising Amet, the goddess.
0: Yeah. I don't... I don't understand how he arrived at the understanding of the layout of the labyrinth he was in from the room that had six exits off it. um. But I'm just picking at it. I really enjoyed this episode. I liked... I liked the mental break scene. I liked the, the Alexander the Great bit. Mm, um, that was cool. I I liked that I felt smart because I knew who it was going to be before he said it. So that made me feel good about myself. You knew it was um, going to be
2: Alexander the Great?
0: Well, because he said he he insisted they call him a pharaoh or they insisted they call him Egyptian. And I, I knew enough about Alexander's... Uh, controversial concepts of cultural integration Uh, he alienated himself from his own people because he insisted that as a conquering force they shouldn't try and overwrite the cultures they should try and embed and he had his own people call him Pharaoh and stuff because he wanted to be part of the places he was conquering and his own people came to resent him and eventually assassinated
2: him Uh, I don't know about that because in Moon Knight he was buried in Egypt this is true.
0: So, yeah. Anyway, awkward. I felt like a giant nerd. and was like, I'm a smart guy. Because I paid attention in classical studies class.
2: Classic um, Classical studies class?
0: Yeah. You didn't read the Iliad? bosh! What
2: the absolute fuck?
0: What? You didn't read the Odyssey? Ugh, oh, You didn't study Greek architecture? Is it just me? I wish no, I'd well, done Latin. I'd feel like such a smug prick. Um
2: yeah uh, I learned about arches of buildings art history class I can't remember man I don't know okay. I was junk for most of my childhood
0: anywho I enjoyed the mental break scene that mm-hmm. was done very very well we've got the th- we've clearly got the third personality in that other sarcophagus I would have liked to see him pop that's out. That's
2: what I. Th- that's what I thought. Yeah, it must be yeah. the third personality. But but like this stuff that obviously is all in his head as well.
0: It, it, I think it has to be because we've got two personalities interacting with one another. You know, so there's no argument that this is anything other than yeah, in in his head. Because if it was just him on his own, you could potentially go.
1: That's one of the things that that annoyed he's me. break. When people were talking about it, they were saying, "What a twist!" Is like, it? but it's not a twist. A no. twist would be if it was actually not happening. But mm. everything we've seen has happened. It's yeah, just, that's fair. He's now in a different place. That's it's not yeah. a twist. <laughs> yeah. So um, you're
2: right. You're right. I did. I did. I did say it was a twist, or I thought it was a twist. But then, yeah. Like uh, even initially, it, yeah.
1: yeah in, initially, yeah. You, you would think it is, but. So what, what I mean is, after the fact, at the end of the episode, people were like, "Oh, what a twist!" is like, but it wasn't a twist. No, because the no. there's obviously yeah.
2: not a hippo person there. Although I thought that hippo but, person well, might be the other god that was in the Ahmet No, no, no. The other way. um, um oh, yes. you know the who the I'm talking about. They took yes. Him aside yes, yes. Thought that might be her in the previous episode. Was that the lady? The...
1: Sorry, oh. no, I don't think so.
0: You go ahead, Kevin. You go ahead.
2: No, no, no! I'm Uh No, no, Brian, you're you're right because yeah. like it, it, a video I saw on TikTok, uh, the, the the TikTok. What? <laughs> it, it,
0: it was the Reuters TikTok account though, so it's it's valid. It's a it's a trusted source. Go on.
2: What? The, what? Which one?
0: The what was the TikTok you saw?
2: I'm very confused <laughs> of what's going on.
0: <laughs> what were you laughing at, Brian? The concept of news being sourced from TikTok. Is there a delay or are you giving me an Elon Musk compression while you think about
2: what? <laughs> What's going on guys? <laughs> my 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 dad's calling me for my dinner. I gotta go. No, he's not. He never calls me. Um he does actually sometimes. Anyways. So you saw a
0: video, Kevin?
2: I saw a video on the TikToks of I can't even remember all the like the different I can't even remember the point I was making all the, the different things in it that were like kind of in the yes mental hospital and
0: they did a side by side as the camera moved through the mental hospital and he showed you the shots of the characters that we had seen previously so you could see his the implied delusionary characters from the world that we had seen them in previously but because they introduced Stephen out of that sarcophagus and we have two characters that are the same person existing in the same space we know this is in his head we know that these aren't
1: illusions well not necessarily in his head but it's not is not a real place it or it's yeah. it's, it's a, i mean it's a real place but it's it's not in our physical world
0: no. yeah i i think it's well my thought was something like he's clearly been shot twice in the chest and doesn't have powers of healing but there's something going you know the sort of like time slows in his mind while he
1: Time, so, so. Okay.
0: like mind palace is a way to figure some shit out to get out of this situation well, like the,
1: the the goddess he meets at the end i can't remember if i can't remember if they've revealed that she's been imprisoned as well i can't remember because they know, showed a lot of the, yeah so they might have shown that she was imprisoned as well but she's the goddess of protection as well amongst other things so right
2: Oh, do you think that's why he was saying about the hippopotamus for? Probably not, but maybe. Referencing the TikTok of of Oscar Isaac singing about a hippopotamus. Hip, hippopotamus. That was took my head all day. How old is that clip?
1: Don't know. It's not that old, I don't think. You know what I did like, actually, uh, I noticed he's clearly training for both at the same time, or was training for both at the same time. When he's walking around the asylum, he's like doing a a really good uh snake from metal gear impression with his like with oh his with hands the hands yeah, and his feet um, i noticed that hmm. it's like it's good on him <laughs>
2: he's a great guy great guy uh i'm really impressed with this series uh if this if if this was say a twist and it was all in his headset like i know it's not now but if it was uh i would have been pretty blown away i would have been like fucking that's ballsy that's really
1: awesome they might yet reveal that they're like they might cast a bit of doubt you know at the very end of it as well that mm. they the might not have it fully resolved they might actually yeah. say or is it actually in, his end, yeah. in yeah. the end yeah. um i think it could have gotten to this episode sooner because not a lot happened last week i think you could I, I think you could cut last week and i told you, you wouldn't I think be the second missing episode anything.
0: was just a repeat of the first episode yeah except you, you we could... see mr night suit
1: yeah you could cut you can mash two and three together and episode mm. four, make it episode three. Get there sooner. Um, well, this
0: is the thing. We did not need... We did not need the fucking additional MacGuffin of going to find that star map. We could have just found where Harrow is. Even just chased him through his little portal back after the God meeting and you'd end up where he
2: was, you know? Um, yeah. I just I also kind of didn't like how... On the nose that Star Map was. Mm. You know, that's that's a stupid kind of thing to say, but you know what I mean. Hippo hippopotamus. Only two episodes left? Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so do you, far... Do
0: you think we start to tie into anything? Do you think we get a
2: guest appearance? Uh, yeah, there'll be a Blade in there. I don't know. Maybe mm. a, a Blade or a Doctor Strange or something, something like that. Uh,
1: but but I, I could see a blade, yeah, yeah, but, mm. yeah maybe,
2: um, or a Wong, maybe. He seems to be a good character to kind of you know use as a segue into uh, the Strange franchise and stuff. Seeing as he is the,
1: it kind of depends as well. Like the, I mean, we had at the end of Wandavision. She becomes the Scarlet Witch, and she's setting up the events for well, Mother's mm-hmm. madness at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier it becomes Captain America. Sam is now Captain America, so there's gonna be a Captain America four yes, and it introduced um Isaiah Bradley, Tina and oh, Isaiah yeah Bradley Z- and John Walker. so that's setting up some stuff um and then the end of Loki, we've got Kang. And, and Kang's going to be in that, again. man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other shows do we have? We had Hawkeye, which didn't really set up much other than Kate Bishop. So probably... And and Kingpin being Avengers. in it. And, and Kingpin, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah am I missing so, a show? Shows? Here's
0: a, here's a, uh, I was talking what to... If, um,
1: my, sorry, my, my point there was what's what happening at the end of... Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Is it going to... What, what, like what's it, what's it going to set up? Even if it's standalone, even if Isaac doesn't come back, oh. it's definitely going to set something up.
2: It'd be cool to see the uh, Black Knight or Blade, or even amazing to see both of them.
0: Well, that, that's a that's a such a like important question though. Really, like because it kind of goes to what I was about to say there as well. I was talking to someone today who was like, "What do you think Phase Four of Marvel is going to be?" And I went. What do you mean? You went. Well, what what's it going to be when it happens? I'm like, well, hold on. We've had, we've had a half dozen Marvel shows. We've had Black Widow. We've had Eternals. We've had Shang Chi. We've got Doctor Strange coming out. We've had Spider Man No Way Home. This is all Phase Four. But there is an element of like, actually, what are we building to? Because
1: well, I mean, Feige said a while back though that Phase Four wouldn't be as building in the same way that one, two, and three built to Endgame. Mm. He said it was going to be much more. Kind of stand but alone, phase so. four built
0: to Avengers. Do you know what I mean? It introduced a team and brought us together. Or introduced people and brought us together.
1: Yeah, but I don't think you know? this. I don't think this current phase is. Necessary. Is that it's more yeah. it's
0: more build the expansiveness,
1: mm.
2: breadth rather than depth. Mm. Yes. So it's, with two episodes left, thumbs up, thumbs down.
1: Yeah, like I'm. You know, I can't. Like. Thumbs up for sure. Um, just thumbs for up. Isaac alone. Ethan Hawke yeah, is great as well. Like, he, he's very good. But uh, Oscar Isaac is just so fun to watch uh, as the character. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Um, it's, yeah, he's it's great. actually. It's got. Like, it's got. You know, I'm always going to bitch about action and stuff like that. And.
0: It, it might be the first. Role. I'm. i again. I love making superlative statements, but it might be the first role in Marvel where I'm like, I think he needs an Emmy or an Oscar or something. This is such a great performance. He's he needs, very good. Yeah. Like whether or not award shows are bullshit, Brian, and we've we've had that conversation. But in terms of recognition from his peers and his they audience, are. he's entitled to it. He like this is a great
2: piece of work he's turning in. As long as then he keeps his hands off of Chris Rock.
1: Yeah, but it, it it's 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 more. Yeah. It's more of a pop culture piece of entertainment, and they, they tend not to award for I that know. so much. TV, um, it's the Emmys, right?
2: Or Grammys or something. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> she get a Grammy for hip hop bottomless? Hip hop bottomless, my rhyme's a bottomless.
1: No. But uh, no, he he's, he was kind of very game for it, and he showed up, and he. He was. it's been a lot of fun to watch and he's, you know? he's like a cool. producer so
2: he's obviously invested in this thing you know and seeing yeah. him go from St- Stephen to Mark and all that kind of stuff it's just a lot of fun and it's really great mm-hmm. and that stuff mm-hmm. can be real tropey you know it can be real like if it's not done well it just looks really shit But like like Stephen I feel like I don't have the
0: breadth of knowledge to really make this say, but Stephen feels well observed rather than just a caricature you know what I mean mm. he feels like a
1: that's kind of one of the things, did I? Well, I think I might have watched the first episode again recently, and I kind of I kind of pinpointed for myself at least what I think people deal with the accent is. And he, he says at one point that it's a really good kind of character observation, but because we don't know the character well enough yet, it just seems like he's doing an act It seems like he's jumping with the accent, but basically he, he's talking about the Ennead, and he's saying that, uh, well, there's only seven here. And normally you would expect him to say, there's only seven, but there should be nine. But he sings it and he goes, there's only seven here, but there should be nine. And it kind of goes up like that. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it makes the accent sound yeah. inconsistent, but it's actually just it's character who Stephen works. is. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's part of the problem with it, that he, he's being a weirdo. And people mm. hear it then for the first time, episode one, and they're going, he's yeah. he's all over the place with his accent. But it's actually just... Yeah. it's. Stephen's a weirdo, you know.
0: I listen. I listen to enough weirdo English comedians on podcasts yeah. with a wide range of voices. James Acaster is just fucking around. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so Kevin wants a, a, a vote of one way or the other. Yes, I, I'm very, I'm pretty positive on Moonlight so far. When you say best show ever, Loki, Loki's get I, the, solid still, f- get the fuck will
1: you? The I still drink. have a problem with the shows where they still don't quite feel like the caliber of the best movies. And if, if you were to, if you were to cut six episodes into two hours and released it in the cinema, we'd probably walk away. It, it, it's very tour one, which I liked mm. just fine, but it's not kind of, I, I would say a lot of them are, are kind of below even tour one. Not that they're bad. Cause I, I, I think Thor one is actually quite but good. But they're just a little bloated. But I like they're tour just one, a yeah. little, not even bloated. They just feel a bit lackluster. It 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 feels kind of like that point where when studios didn't have a lot of faith in comic book movies, and they kind of half-assed them in a sense. I know they're kind of you could argue they're half-assing them now because they're form Lake, but it feels like they're not putting everything. You know, there's a real sense when Iron Man came out that like, they, they put so much into the practical effects and the mm. suits and stuff mm. and we saw for the first time was like they're taking this seriously whereas like, it feels like X-Men 1 basically you know okay. where mm. they knew the property was a big deal but they didn't really believe it might connect with an audience so they kind mm. of hedged their bets in it a bit and do you get what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, X-Men, I X-Men, 1, X-Men 1 feels like a glorified TV pilot a good one Mm. But, you know, and this is kind of what that feels like. This feels like...
0: Well, I think X-Men 1 really felt like... Yeah, you, you, TV pilot's kind of a great example or a, a good way of putting it. There's so much of like, let's tell the audience everything they need to know. Whereas we've reached a point with some superhero films and franchises at this point where they're just like, the world knows who Batman is. Let's just fucking get on with it, you know? and And we can jump a little bit further. I got a I got a a a, a message from John Z. he finally saw the Batman. I think it simply said that wasn't very good, was it? Um
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> So um I, I I haven't given that the second watch yet. I do think it's I keep I know I've brought this up a few times now. Um but I am Peacemaker in its eight episodes I liked. Yes. I didn't find there was an episode where I'm like, "This is boring," and we're retreading ground, and it just kept moving forward. There is some sure repetition, and like I'm sure Brian, you'd get frustrated with the sort of every conversation has to be a conversation of misunderstanding, so that they can make joke after joke after joke. But um, I'm I'm a simple simple man that writes five minutes of puns to deliver to
1: drink. They were good puns.
2: Speaking of good puns, are you doing any gigs next weekend? Where and what time?
1: We've covered all this. <laughs> oh, sorry. We've but covered I, 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 this.
0: I have to go anyway. will be at the Wellington on Bagot Street at uh, 7 o'clock this coming Tuesday.
2: Okay. Uh, are you going to be at the Black Sheep again?
0: Uh, I've got uh, uh, Smithfield Creatives May 4th, Good Crack Comedy, Bray May 11th and Cassidy's uh, on May 18th with Stitches' new material show. Oh, awesome. There you go. Dates, dates, dates.
2: And you can see the end of stream live show coming to your local venue 2028.
0: It's kind of funny, like Kev showed up an hour late to try and end the episode. <laughs> yes.
2: I do actually have to go. I came straight home and uh, straight on the computer and I have to do things. Bad,
0: bad things. Oh, it's that night, is it? Yeah.
2: Wait, is Thursday always date night? What? No, it's poo night. It's the one night where I allow myself some... I don't know why it's once a week.